As I started studying a financial covenant, even though I knew it, I wanted to see if the Lord would say some things to me. And I was prompted to read what is being written out there against tithing. I do not understand. Oh, okay, that's interesting. I was going to say I do not understand how people that teach against tithing and given to God, how they think that God then can run his kingdom. And before I even said it, the Holy Spirit said to me, it's because their own finances are messed up. So they don't understand money. They don't know how to manage money. So now they think that God will be broke as themselves. The arguments I read just made me so sad. And I'll be talking about some of those things, not that I need to, but because I know that the warfare we're engaged in, in these last days, is seduction. So I don't know when you're going to run into it. I don't know when you're going to read those things or hear some of the preaching. So by the time you hear me, once they open their mouth, you start laughing. The only reason seduction can work in your life is that you don't hear from God. Amen. Because every argument I read in those articles, God answered me immediately Amen. and diffused it. Amen. Satan cannot deceive you if the Holy Spirit can still talk to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory, Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> Through the years... I've even seen businessmen who are not saved, tithing, and prospering. And one of the things I read in that article, he said that those of us that teach tithing suppress the success stories of non-tithers. I said, we are suppressing their story? No, they don't exist. I've never met anyone who doesn't tithe. Who is prosperous? Have you? What I see is chaos. Challenges. Problems. Endless problems. It don't take me two seconds. Once you tell me your story, I say you don't tithe. Or you are tithing your own way. One of the biggest mistakes... I've made a ministry. There's one lady that used to be here. Actually, I was wondering what she was doing here because nothing of her agreed with me. There's some people I see who said, this, this person don't belong to resurrection. That lady gave me so much grief. She always called me to pray about one financial problem or another. Then, because of the love and compassion in my heart, I always try to help. 
But later on, she said, well, I never asked you for money. I just always called you to pray. I said, why is it me that you always call to pray? Why don't you call somebody you don't think has money? <laughs> All right. So one day, this is my mistake. One day, I said, okay, why don't you maybe stop tithing for a minute and catch up your bills, and then you can resume. Boy, she gave me a tongue lashing. She said, how dare you, a man of God, trying to tell me to break covenant with God? My God, I, I felt so little. I ran to God and asked him to forgive me. Watch. And what happened shortly after was amazing. She took that stand that she will never stop tithing, no matter what. Amen. Boom! The children got scholarships in college. Boom! These doors open. Boom! My God, every trouble disappeared. And I learned an eternal lesson. <laughs> never to introduce leaven. In anything I'm doing, hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. There are so many negative voices out there. And unfortunately, God called us sheep and we act like it. Amen. Because sheep is sheep. Sheepish. Amen. In other words, low sense. So you hear somebody preaching something. You don't verify whether their life is really prosperous or free from curses or anything. In Nigeria, one guy just came out and started preaching this thing, and social media went wild. And people were posting venomous things. One guy even posted that he went to church, and after hearing the sermon, how he sowed this seed, and when he got home, there was no money for groceries. There was nothing. His family didn't have food. But now the pastor is that there's a South African chain called ShopRite, where you can buy all these fancy stuff, all, you know, that you can get here in America. He said, but pastor with his kids was at ShopRite, shopping. So he was demanding that his money be returned to him. All kinds of crazy things. Because the pride of man has so entered the church that people have forgotten that it is God we are serving. Amen. And our Heavenly Father has a way of not saying anything. He just watches you. He listens to you. And he allows you to make your own decisions. And then he will make his. <laughs> and when he makes his, you can be screaming, praying, fasting. Nobody will talk to you. Until you reap the fullness of your rebellion. So six months into this revolution, that guy, he didn't even have shame enough to deal with his problems alone. He published in the paper that he was going down and people should rally to help him. I said, good. And everybody laughed because nobody sent him a dime. No, no, no. <laughs> Who will help you now? From where? can sow into a cursed land. 
If somebody tells you, if you don't send me money, I'm going off. Don't send them money. Let them go off. God is saying, I'm not sponsoring this thing. Whereas God will use you as faithful members of a church to support that ministry. But the pastor can never please God, trusting the people. No, you trust God. And then God moves on the people. You never depend on people. A curse will fall on the pastor himself. In your personal life, you should never look to any man to help you. You look to God. Then God speaks to a man to help you. If you look to any man, that man has become an idol in your life. And it will be a spiritual offense. Hallelujah. But one thing I've learned from experience, from my own struggles, until I broke free financially, is that God is bigger than anything I'm dealing with. And it's my assignment to prove God for myself. And before it's over with, you must fight the financial fight and win it. The same way you fight against sins, the same way you fight against, you know, sickness and disease. You must overcome mammon. Where money doesn't control you, but God does. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, these are my preamble statements, opening statements. So give me slide 90. So our covenant says, one to go, I will give my tithes and offerings to support the work of this church, to ensure that it remains strong and viable in the work of the gospel. You notice? You covenanted that you will give your tithes and offerings to support the work of this church and to ensure The church has to remain strong and viable. Can pay her bills. He can finance the outreaches. And whatever God tells us to do, there's money to do it. That's our covenant. So after you make this covenant, and then you start practicing it your own way, that has caused many problems. And when I mention it, People get offended. Some even left the church. But leaving the church don't help you. You're just going to wallow in your chaos. Amen. Mm. So, so if anything I'm saying tonight relates to you, keep a straight face. Nobody knows I'm talking about you. <laughs> All right. The first thing I need to... Mention is, God told me this when he gave me the ministry. He said, do not allow anyone who does not tithe to stand in any any leadership capacity. So don't allow any non-tither. And sometimes you are suffering some things, but you don't know where they're coming from. And then God will allow something to happen. So the people he disagrees with will leave you. 
But when you don't understand what God is doing, you think that something bad has happened to you. These are the things I've gone through in the pastorate. God said, don't allow anybody who doesn't tie to stand in any place of authority with you. I didn't know that some people in the praise team were not tithing. And they were up here singing. And God allowed something to happen. And then they left. And I was wondering, how can this person, I thought even beyond church, whatever, they were my friend. How could they leave me? And as soon as I had the thought in me, I didn't verbalize it. I was sitting in a meeting at the head of the, uh, co- the you know, conference table. Minister Ashby reached over and said, you know, you didn't lose anything when this person left. I said, really? He said, look, they had given 300 and something dollars the whole year. And they were up here singing. So God ran them off. Even when I didn't have eyes to see, because I never check who gives what. I've never looked at what my leaders give. I just teach you the covenant. I expect you to practice them. If you don't practice them, before long, your troubles will tell me that you don't tithe. That's when I will come and say, hey, let me see what they're doing. Because this is not what God said. God is faithful. Hallelujah. I told you I can bet my life on it. Challenge me anyway. I'll stand my ground. That God is faithful. Hallelujah. (laughs) Watch. I want to start from the foundation. And as I'm going along, I will talk about the things I read that just made me sad. I said, these are snakes everywhere. And the answers that the Holy Spirit gave me. There's something you must know about God. He always reserves a portion for himself. In everything, he never gives you anything without control. I almost fell off my chair. The day God said to me, do you know that even the woman I gave you, that when she's on her period, that's your tithe to me. I said, don't touch her then. I reserve one week out of the month for myself. (laughs) You see, you have to know God and hear from God. And he will tell you things that are not written. He said, then when you violate that and you won't let me keep her for one week, then all hell breaks loose with her. Then demons will possess her. Then I started reading a medical thing, and they were saying that when you uh, copulate with the woman when she's in her cycle, then they mentioned even some diseases that it creates. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. See, the doctor is looking at me and I watch it. Okay, what? 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 what, what? <laughs> They were saying that it even causes endometriosis in the woman. All kinds of curses are released. Because God always reserves portion for himself. 
And you honor him by letting him have it. When he gives you money, he said, give me this portion. And then you keep the rest. And your rest will work for you. When you tamper with it, then you mess up the glory carrying you. Then before long, demons will start kicking you around. And you will think that it's where you are located or the job you have that's causing your problems. No, 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 you are messing with God's stuff. Then grace is withdrawn. Now watch. Let's start from the beginning. The Adamic covenant. Let's see what God said to him. Genesis 3. He says, now, it's amazing that the Adamic covenant was not discussed until Satan came. Watch. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman. He always goes to the woman. You need to face it. You see? It is not sexist. No. I have to teach these things. I'm coming to women's ministry in 2024. Hallelujah. You need to know these things so that when thoughts are hitting your mind, you know who is messing with you. That God decreed after the fall, he said, I'll put enmity between the woman and Satan. So he hates you. And the way he gets to you is to put thoughts. He gives you false revelations. He's the one always showing you what somebody's doing wrong. Always leading you into judgment. So he can help you destroy yourself. But if you don't know that this enmity exists, you will not fight off the thought. You will, hey. I'm coming to your land. I'm going to drive all the devils out of this church. Hallelujah. Hey, yeah, yeah. Glory to God. So you have to know what's messing with you. Just as a man, I have to know what's messing with me because Satan is always trying to put rebellion in a man's heart. Wants to make a man angry. Make him, I'm put out with it. So you know that's how he gets to you. Because when Adam sinned, he wasn't a mistake. It was a decision. The woman was deceived, but the man was in rebellion. Those things have not changed. And the same thing that happened at the garden is still happening today. You see a man, he's letting everything go crazy. And when you confront him, he says, well, I was just standing with my wife. Adam, where are you? He said, I heard your voice. You know. Have you eaten? He said, the woman, you, I didn't ask you who gave you. I asked, have you? Uh-huh. It is you. It was you that I told. Don't eat. I didn't tell you to follow the woman. And that's what America is preaching in marriage. You follow the woman. 
I heard one apostle preaching where if your wife is upset, then your ministry is your mistress. I said, curse be you. So if the devil jumps into the woman, then we should not listen to God and we follow her. So we can end up like Adam, out of the garden, out of glory, naked, no breakthrough. The devil is a liar. If you're angry, repent. Okay, so what's wrong then when I'm angry? Then who is my mistress? It's crazy what people are teaching. But because preachers went to whatever they went to, uh, the cemeteries, yes. And they can't hear from God. So this is all intellectual stuff. And teaching error. And the church has no power. There's no glory moving. Did you see when praise and worship was going on? You saw all that smoke billowing here? That was generated by the smoke machine. But that was what happened in my office Sunday morning. The cloud of God's glory filled the place. Hallelujah. I didn't have a smoke machine. His presence hovering, hovering. Ooh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The battles are yet to be fought. I just recognized when I was studying this today, I said, oh, okay, Lord. It's not just these false religions that we'll be contending with. It's this fake church that we'll be facing down. I said, I don't want to hear what you got to say. Let me check your life out. Let me see how many curses that are running there that you can't overcome. Well, you're preaching your leaven. One guy was here, he wouldn't tithe and give offerings, but he would give me money. I said, why are you giving me money, but you don't well, I'm not going to give my money to a building. A building? So if you all give me your money then, so what will Resurrection House do? How will the church function? How would you keep the lights on? You think this is free? Beloved, the reason many of you don't pay attention to such messages and the warnings that we are given is because you think that the warfare over your eternal destiny is brute force. No. It has been deception from day one. And the Bible warns all of us that the battle in these last days will be with seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. These things sound good. They're humanist. But they're deadly. They're wicked. They're designed to give Satan control. And people are everywhere saying their thing. Why are you giving your money to a building? One of my ministers received such leaven from so-called a sister who prays and who is this and that. And she counseled him to 
use his tithe to be helping the people around him instead of giving his money to a building. And he listened to that thing and the curse set into his life. He started being short in his bills. He couldn't pay. He was short four, five hundred every month. And here he is making almost a six-figure income at the time. And this thing continued until he stepped foot into this house where a son of God is in charge. And he put his tithe into the storehouse of God as commanded by the word of God. Tell these humanists to show you where their authority comes from. No man has any authority in this kingdom but the word of God. That's what I tell people. I don't have any authority or power over you except what the word of God has spoken. I can't make you do anything. He tithed. Immediately that month, his money wasn't short. You explained that to me. I said, you that are preaching this leaven and these lies, bring your own life. Let's examine it. Bring the lives of the people following you. Let's see it. I will produce my sons and daughters. Prosperous. Eh? Full of glory. Blessed of God. Miracles happening. Amen. Come on over, beloved, to the winning side. Stop listening to liars and deceivers. If I look at what God has done in my life, what will eating my tithes have given me? Huh? Well, how do you even huh? eat crumbs to forfeit treasures? Well, I was making 600 a month total. And God told me to tithe. He came to me and told me to tithe. That's why I don't listen to anything. He said, now, if you don't tithe, you are a non-covenant man. And he says, and there's very little I will do with you. Look at us today. The $60 I tithed, what will eating the $60 have benefited me? I started tithing. And all of a sudden, my money stopped running out. How are you going to live with, you know, $200 a month? Because after I gave the 60, he came back and asked me to give a covenant seed of 40. So those of you that are naysaying and writing me, I will never respond. Why will I leave or forfeit the life of blessing and glory to come down to the gutter to get soiled with you? Eh? When God had picked me up from nowhere... And from there, I went from room rent to my apartment, from my apartment to a brand new house, and from that brand new house to another house. And today, I am debt-free at home. I'm debt-free in the ministry. We purchased the office building cash. The church is paid for. We bought Eagle One cash. Eh? What will eating my tithe do for me for heaven's sake? Why would you forfeit glory and power and blessing? Eh? I saw one guy writing on the internet. He said that we suppress the testimonies of victory of those who don't tithe and yet are prosperous. I haven't met one. If you have met one, please send me that testimony. I will take a camera crew to go interview them. <laughs> Such a thing doesn't exist. It's the lies of Satan. And if you've been deceived, repent. Turn around today and send your tithes and offerings. If you go to a church, send your tithes there. Then support the voice of resurrection with an offering. He said, bring the tithings to the storehouse. Ahead. The television ministry is not a storehouse, but if you don't have a church home, then you can send it here. It's a good ground 
and, and we'll pray for you and God will bless you. And then come to Resurrection House for all nations. Amen. I'm out of time. God bless you. We'll conclude this week tomorrow. Bye-bye.